Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Zinc. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Unqualified Therapist. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, my. It has been a long day. Like a very long day. Very yes. long freaking weekend. Yes, a very long weekend. But it's been so fun. It has. It has. We're doing some stuff for the UT. Yeah. Expanding. <laughs> moving on and up and into the world. Look at us. Look at us go. We're big girls. We're big girls. <laughs> I feel like we're always in a photo shoot some know, reason. Right? <laughs> always lugging around extra clothes and yeah. So we did that today. We had a photo shoot uh, with Gloria Ward. We are going to be partnering with her for a segment that is going to be so fun. Yeah, you guys so are going to love her when you get You're to gonna know get to, her. Yeah, and get to know her community. Yeah. And uh as we get to know hers. Yes. So in the meantime, check out the I'm Loving Me project. We have spoken to Gloria before. We talked to her last summer. And so you can listen to a great our episode. episode with her. It is Fun. called I'm Loving Me. I'm, she's on Instagram with Self Heal with Gloria. You're just going to fall in love with her just like we did. Yes. So we're excited about that. Yeah. So we had dinner last night and photo shoot this morning. And then Sarah and I just decided it was going to be a shopping day. <laughs> I mean, we just browsed. We browsed. We We browsed in little boutiques and we had lunch. I know that we spend all this time together. I looked, I was was so weird sitting across the table just from her. I know. I was like, there's nobody else here. And we're eating like at a restaurant. We never get to do that. That might be one of a, a handful of times. Yeah. That we've actually been able to do that. So that was really nice today. We had some Marg's. But now I need a nap. I need a nap real bad. Like I think badly. it was just the one margarita that did it. It was like just having just one. It was so good, though. It was really good. We ate at Condado, which is in Pittsburgh. It's local, right? It's not. I don't think it's a chain. I, I mean, there's three of them here. So but I'm assuming it's local. It's tacos. It's so good. It's if really, you're local really to good. Pittsburgh, you have to go check it out. It's so yummy. Yeah. I, got, I am. Oh um, gosh, I got the nachos. They're a bomb. <laughs> it was <laughs> so good and it and tofu can be done wrong so many ways so it was it was delicious um but I watched the movie Game Changers on Netflix Mike has been ac- asking me to watch it since we started dating and finally we watched it and I have to tell you like 
it's not even like I made a choice. It was more like I look at meat now and I just like kind of get sick. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, you know, there's 52,000 things out there. Who knows what's real? Who knows what's not? Watch with caution. Yeah. It's called Game Changers. It's on uh, Netflix. It is not new. And for my gluten intolerant celiac peeps out there. Oh, yeah. Like 90% of their menu is gluten free. So it's it was like the it was best heaven. Thing. I she was, was like, like, I can have everything on I here. I can order whatever I want. <laughs> this is amazing. It was, it was so good. It was a very good, good lunch. Yeah. I don't know why. We just got, we just went on it. You're welcome, Condado. <laughs> I know. Condado, come on now. Throw us some back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll take some We'll gift take a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. I mean, we could broadcast from there. Oh my gosh. It was, it's such a cute, it kind of reminded me of when we were walking in, I was like, this kind of makes me feel like we're back in um, New Orleans. Yeah. It had some New Orleans vibes. Definite vibe of that going on. Mm. That's been our day. I think we're so tired because it was relaxing in a sense and we don't get to like do that much. And Photo so shoots for me are always anxiety inducing. inducing. And so coming down from that and it's really, I don't, I'm not nervous. It's just more like getting there, getting yourself together, making sure you're, mm-hmm. you know, ready. I think that that's something that we need to acknowledge too. And like kind of put that out there to you guys. That it's like when you do take the time to relax and like take a minute to breathe that sometimes that comes down, like you hit a brick wall. Yeah. It happens, because you've been going a hundred yes, miles an hour. It happens to my husband on the reg yeah we went camping and he <laughs> did he just sleep he and just, sleep and sleep he just like slept and slept and slept but he fell asleep in like a camping chair and I was like why don't you I had like laid down this blanket and this towel and I'm like why don't you lay down and so he like literally fell face first out of the chair onto the blanket and just was immediately snoring again and like drooling I, mean, I was like this poor man I feel that I get that <laughs> because it's like if you go 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 yeah which is not healthy. No. We also do not say to do no, that. No, don't do that. That's not good. That has been my life for so long. Let's tell them a win that we have. Okay. Let's tell them a win. Sarah doesn't even know where I'm going like, with what? this. Here's a win. When people would talk about their weights or wanting to yes, diet yes. or um, feeling as though like they weren't allowed to eat certain things, um, I would immediately like feel bad about myself because I was bigger than them. Yeah. And they're so tiny. And I'm like, what the hell? But immediately I would be like, oh, God, then that's me. Like, but why am I not doing that? I should be doing that. And they must think I am so. Exactly. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever. And gross. Yes, exactly. Ending with gross. Um, But it happened recently and. A, B, C, D, E, F, gross. Oh. <laughs> that, who sings that song? That I have a, no idea. That's like the TikTok song, <laughs> which I now have like put on my booty playlist like 12 times in a row because anything with fuck is just so good but okay I'm sorry I squirreled I know but when you squirrel I lose my train of so anyways we anyways it happened (laughs) and the result was quite different this time yeah the result was not that I felt any sort of bad way about myself um it was more like I just kind of felt sad for the person saying that because I was like wow I've come so far and I wish that other people could find the freedom and I wish they could see how beautiful they are. Oh my God. I know. I know. And it also makes me even more, you know, upset and on this like journey of wanting to talk to people about how culture has just like made us believe these certain things. Like when I lose 15 pounds, I will be happy. Yeah. Oh, you know, like that is such a dangerous. It is a really dangerous slope. slope. I feel like you know we've come a long way. We were just like totally owned our fucking shit. 
you're a baby. Yeah. That was kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> it was. A little growly and scary. Sorry. It was, really, it was a little Batman-y. <laughs> I, I can't tell you the story because we have to have Gloria on to tell the it's story. It's not ours to tell. It's it is, not ours to tell. But you will hear it because she said she would tell it to you. So stay tuned. Because it's about some bedroom action with Batman. Yes. So we'll, it's good. Uh, it's good. Okay. This week. This week. We are talking about the magic pill. Sarah and I have figured out how to cure what all of your mental health problems <laughs> in one tiny pill. Asterisk. That is that is a lie. <laughs> a huge, huge lie. Huge ass lie. However, we have been doing some research and I will say that I have been really heavy into trying to find something that's going to help me because I have really, I'm I'm just tired of suffering from depression and anxiety. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I just want to feel better. And so I've really been diving in and I'm really excited to talk about some other things that I have found in research and to try some things for myself. One of those things um, that we did find very frequently in a ton of medical research articles too. So I want you to know, we're going to put all the sources in the show notes. One of the things that really affects mental health is a lack of magnesium. Have you heard about this? Because I feel like it's everywhere now. Yeah. I hear it all over the place. So I'm in, I'm wonder like, you know, if our audience has heard it, I, I mean, but it's actually a thing. So we are going to go ahead and put a disclaimer right now. So you cannot sue us. <laughs> I'm going to read it because Sarah's going to tell you all about magnesium. Uh, We are not doctors. We are not psychiatrists. What? (laughs) So always, always, always consult a physician before beginning any treatment of any kind. We are doing research and trying different methods to help with mental health struggles. One of the things that keeps popping up are the benefits of magnesium. Yes. We are not doctors. We are not not psychiatrists. (laughs) Consult a physician. Yes. Okay, that's all. All right, all the legal stuff aside. Done. (laughs) Ding. (laughs) So according to PubMed, which is a publication from the National Institute of Health, magnesium is one of the most essential minerals needed in the human body, which just blew my mind because I feel like it's such a common vitamin or supplement. Right. So I was like, oh, I mean, I guess... I don't know. I guess that makes more sense to know that. But yeah, it assists in several aspects of body function. But what we really want to focus on today are the ways that it affects your mental health. And magnesium plays a role in many of the pathways, enzymes, hormones and neurotransmitters that are involved in mood regulation. So I found yeah. that like fascinating. So I am going to get a little nerd. I'm going to nerd out on you guys a little Before bit. Before you nerd out, I'm yeah. going to bring it back real quick to yeah. my Game Changers movie because I'm telling you it's everywhere. So as I'm watching that, they were saying like, if you eat this plant-based diet and you do this and this, you'll get everything you need except magnesium. Wow. So no matter what you do, you need a magnesium supplement. Right. Not according to me. No. <laughs> Please no. consult your physician. <laughs> So also food processing, um, taking antacids, acids, taking diuretics, drinking caffeine, drinking alcohol, all of those things can (laughs) decrease your magnesium absorption. So we tend to need more magnesium, but get less. So this can leave us with a uh, chronic depletion. So here's where I'm going to nerd out a little bit and tell you what happens when you have a chronic depletion of magnesium. Get ready to nerd out with me. Our brains produce something called glutamate. Okay, so I, I 
I was like, gluten? <laughs> I know all about gluten. I know all about that. I can't have that. <laughs> Glutamate uh, helps with learning and memory, and it's the brain's go signal. So I was like, okay, yeah, I need this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but when it's overproduced in the brain, it can overexcite your nerve cells, which causes them to die. And this can cause a toxicity that results in a role in the following mental health issues, major depression, anxiety, mania, psychosis, obsessive compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. So there are also several others that were listed on there. I wanted to include these because I feel like they are the most prevalent. Um, So magnesium helps to block glutamate. So while glutamate is something we need because we need to learn and have memory, (laughs) which I was like, so how come I can't remember anything? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, But we also need magnesium to block it because it gives that over excitement and then kills those nerve cells. So magnesium also helps lower cortisol. And I'm sure you guys have heard of cortisol. It's like it's my nemesis. Yes, exactly. Like I I hate it. It's just that it doesn't come at the right time for us. I think it's we're messed up in the cycles. Oh, it's such a fucked up thing. Yes. So your cortisol is supposed to be highest in the morning when you awake because it is responsible for the awake signal in our brains. But what will happen is that people's cortisol is low in the morning and then high at night. And then this is what causes sleep issues. Mm-hmm. It causes the depression and anxiety. Yeah. And it, it just it really messes with your whole system. Magnesium lowers that cortisol. So that's why they also, when I, all the research I was doing, they said to take it at night because it'll help lower that cortisol to help you get yourself ready for sleep. And we all know what sleep can do for our mental health. (laughs) (laughs) We need sleep to function properly. I encourage you to go and listen to our episode about rest Mm -hmm. and it's called rest or rest in peace. And um, get it, get it. R.I.P. We have a lot of fun making <laughs> titles and stuff. Oh, that dark humor. Uh, yes, I, I just also love puns like so much. She does. Yeah, it's kind of a dorky thing. I'm sorry, um, but I'm not sorry. I've always wanted to work for OPI and name their nail polish. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> squirreling back. Yes, please. (laughs) Magnesium prepares your body for sleep by relaxing the muscles, calming the nerves, and regulating your neurotransmitters in the brain, which helps it to shut off. Dear God in heaven, please shut my brain off. Seriously, the girl hasn't slept in like (laughs) 10 years. Can Can we do something about this? So that is what it can do for us. There were actually studies and written indications that magnesium helps with mental health struggles dating back a hundred years. Wow. Yeah. And so there are more recent studies of, um, or otherwise I wouldn't be relying on a hundred years ago to tell you guys about this. I was born then. (laughs) That's when Amy was born. (laughs) She'll tell you all about it when she talks about her embroidery. I can't stop. I can't help myself. Uh, But there were studies done in 2015, 2017, and 2019. And in those studies, all of them saw improvements in depression symptoms when taking magnesium. But this was especially when taking it in conjunction with antidepressants. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about that. So when we talk about a magic pill, which there is none, 
Right. Zero. None. I guess I wanted to talk a little bit about medication because that is one of the things in the toolbox that so many of us use. And I've been taking medication. You know, I started at 18. I don't understand why I can't just accept the fact that I need this medication because I am still trying to lower it. And I just feel like there's so many of us out there that are like, get up and do it, Amy. Like, why can't you get it together? Well, here's what happened is that I thought, okay, so I'm on this sabbatical. I'm doing a lot of therapy. I'm really trying. Let's see if I can lower my medication because would that make me a better person? I don't think so. But in my brain, maybe I thought so. So I said, let's lower it. Well, it takes about two weeks to get out of your system. And then all of a sudden I started having the most intense anxiety and panic attacks. Like it was like a constant elephant was sitting on my chest and I couldn't breathe. And I really, really would lay in bed and rock back and forth and think, oh my gosh, I'm dying. It would feel like my heart was going to explode. It took me a couple of weeks to figure it out. Well, to put two and two together, I should say. And finally I was like, shit. That one pill was making it so that I didn't do this. Obviously, I went back on and I'm now like, fine. I mean, fine in the sense that I don't have uh, (laughs) panic attacks and anxiety attacks right now. Because those are so dehabilitating. It is really hard to uh, function in the world when you're having those constantly. So I guess I want to encourage people who are on medication. Uh, Plenty of us are. In our research, we learned plenty of you are. And it's okay. I don't know why I had to relearn the lesson. I guess that's what we do, right? Right. We just keep relearning lessons because we need to like reassure ourselves or something. But take it from me. Let me go and have the anxiety attacks. You don't, you know, <laughs> unless your doctor says lower, don't lower. My, my yeah. psychiatrist is like, Amy, she's hilarious. She's been with me for a while. And she's like, I told you it would be fine if you took this forever. Nothing bad's going to happen. And right. I'm like, but I'm stronger than this. And then, you know, she's like, she's so wonderful that she's like, okay, well, well, let's try it. Knowing full well, I was going to come back and be like, help. So you did this under the assistance of your psychiatrist. I did. I just wanted to make the clear, medically speaking, too. I mean, obviously, we should all do that. We don't know what could happen if you do it yourself. Yeah. So So even if you want to go down half, if you want to do this or you want to go up, always talk to them. They, you know, if you have a, a psychiatrist, hopefully who you can email, they're not always available to talk like your therapist might be, but, uh, you know, you can email them and ask them, like, can we talk about this real quick or at your checkup? So I'm back up to my dose. (laughs) Amy's much better. Yeah. (laughs) Much better. But I just, it's just, I think that's a good lesson for everybody to know that we all struggle with the stigma. How the hell I have, I have a podcast stopping the stigma. (laughs) So I was embarrassed to tell you all, but I felt like authenticity is the most important thing that Sarah and I do. So there you have it. I was embarrassed of how much medication I was taking because that is how sick I am. My brain is not well. Like it needs these things to function. I would take it if it was something, Mm -hmm. my cholesterol or my Mm -hmm. heart or whatever, diabetes. Right. So there's that, guys. I mean, it just, it's okay if you feel inferior because you're taking it. We all feel that way, but also be encouraged to know that your body needs it. Just like you need water and you need sleep and you need all the other things that we're going to talk about today. You need the entire suitcase. If you're going to like get past this. Right. I think we're going to move from suitcase to like semi truck. 
a U-Haul. <laughs> U-Haul. <laughs> I just got my U-Haul of tricks and tips. So we're going to share with you some of the things that we personally do to help us. I know we've shared with you in the past, but we kind of wanted to have it all in one spot. So one episode to tell you our tips and tricks of what works for us, our anxiety and depression specifically. And then we also have some of our listeners have left us voicemails like we asked last week. Thank you guys so much. And some wrote in, so we have a lot of theirs as yes. well. So you're going to get to hear from the audience too. Not one of these is right. Not one of these is wrong. So take what you need, leave what you don't. Yep. So the first thing that I've been doing for probably about four years now, um, I need to do it on a more regular basis, but I do this at least once a week and that is meditation. So according to uh, Dr. John Denninger, he is the director of research at the Benson Henry Institute for Mind and Body Medicine at Harvard. He says meditation trains the brain to achieve sustained focus and to return to that focus when negative thinking, emotions and physical sensations intrude, which happens a lot when you feel stressed and anxious. So that is completely accurate. Um, <laughs> meditation is a great, it's a training tool. It really mm -hmm. is. When you're doing it, yes, it's going to lower your heart rate. It's going to focus your mind. You will fail at it, <laughs> you yeah. know, while you're doing it. Um, even after four years of practicing, I still, every single, every single time I meditate, have to bring my mind back. I know you're very surprised since I don't deviate at all from what I'm saying. <laughs> she has no problem. Most of the time. <laughs> She's always so focused. So I have focused. no idea how that happens. <laughs> uh, but yeah, every time I have to bring it back. But this is, it's a training. It's a training yeah. tool for your brain so that when you do get those high spikes of cortisol and you get those high spikes of anxiety and you start to feel panicky, that this is a tool to grab and say, okay, I know what meditation does and I can either try to sit here and meditate or I can do something that is meditative to bring my mind back to that place because it is hard when you're in a state of panic or anxiety to sit and meditate. Amy's going to talk about some things that are meditative that can yeah. help with that. So meditation, I have, it's popping up everywhere just, you know, as much as I'm seeing magnesium and all the other things, but and I just wish I could do it and I really want to try more. But in the meantime, there are other things that have the same result. And so we all know, well, if you are a listener and you know me, <laughs> um, that I have taken up embroidery, which yes, we all can make a laugh. Yeah. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> But I will tell you this, it has a magical effect on me, similar to the things that I've heard people say after they come out of a meditation. It does more for me to bring me down and calm than a glass of wine. That's saying a lot, mm -hmm. more than a Xanax, more than anything that I had been using as a crutch before. And I'm not saying that those things are bad because, you know, you need them when you need them. But I'm saying that this, this has really helped me. And I talked to my therapist about it and I said, why is it so magical for me? Like it really, truly takes me to another place that I've never been <laughs> where my mind is so quiet. And she said, it's because my brain is always going, 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 going. Like I, I don't need anybody to give me a kick in the butt to get going. Like I'm constantly thinking about all the things that I want to do things I 
think about like I could do things that I'm worried about like then I'm thinking about the person over here across the street or and the car next to me and I'm like analyzing their whole life I mean my <laughs> my mind does not fucking stop ever and it only stops when I embroider because it's a tactile thing I'm doing it with my hands it like and I have to think about where I'm going with the stitches. It's just, it's the same as knitting, coloring, cross stitch, paint by numbers, gardening. All of those things are going to generate that mindfulness and quietness while you're doing something. If that, you know, so you're not just sitting there. I hope that with further embroidery, I can move into a place where I can do a daily meditation. This is a new world for me to have a quiet brain even for like an hour a day, because it's so damn loud. It has so much to say all the time, this brain of mine. So I, I for an hour can just sit and think about nothing. Even when I watch TV, I still feel like my brain goes. Yeah, no, mine does too. I can't focus a lot of times. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. So these meditative activities, um, I'm sure a lot of you like adult coloring. I've heard, you know, a lot of people knit, those sort of things. Yeah, for the science nerds out there, I'm just going to tell you what it does scientifically. Oh, yeah, I didn't tell that is part. It um, relaxes the fear center of your brain, which is the amygdala. So that's why it induces the same state as meditating. Okay. Hmm. So the next thing I am sure you've heard a bunch of times, and we actually make jokes about it because, you know, while we do practice yoga, um, it seems to be this thing that it's like, I'm depressed. Have you tried yoga? <laughs> I have anxiety. Have you tried yoga? <laughs> I'm broke my back have you tried yoga like everybody just throws yoga at the wall like that's the magic pill but we're here to tell you about all of the little pills that you can take together (laughs) it is exceptionally helpful it really is um but it is not the the magic bullet but um it does encourage mental and physical relaxation it helps reduce stress and anxiety it has been scientifically proven to do so Um, so you do physical postures in yoga. That's what everybody thinks of is like flexibility and they think about stretching and holding poses, uh, which this does, that is what yoga is. You do this to become flexible, not because you're flexible. You do it to relieve tension, alleviate pain. It also helps you release physical blockages like muscle knots and it releases emotions and tension, which that is my favorite part of yoga. My favorite part is not necessarily the asana, which is the physical poses, but the emotional, spiritual side of it, that if you focus on your breathing, if you really tune into your body and to your mind while you're practicing, magical things can happen. It's so true. Mm -hmm. It's so true. So, you know, this is coming from two people who can't quiet their minds. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Give it a try. Um, That is also my favorite part, too, to release, release that stuck. So reading books, particularly fiction, which is something that uh, I started doing again this year. Mm-hmm. And it does help because it, it fully engages your mind and imagination. And you, I always tell my students that you're either reading or you're not. Like, so you're either thinking about the book or you're thinking about something else. And because your mind can only do one thing when you're reading, mm-hmm. right? So that's why you, this is just, me nerding out as an English teacher. <laughs> so this is when you go back and you reread to make understanding. But <laughs> you know, it happens to all of us. We'll read to the bottom of the page. We'll be like, what the hell did I read? Yeah. So you have to go back. But when you are engrossed in a novel, that's an amazing place to be because you just are so far away. Mm-hmm. And I have found that Audible works just as well for me. Mm-hmm. And I can just escape. 
it's that's my favorite thing is to escape into a book. Yeah. I it really it. can be healing. TV gets a bad rap. But I think that if you can find a series that you can escape into, that's a good tool as well. Um, not the best. I'm not going to poo-poo it. Don't <laughs> do you like how I say poo-poo? Because I like I like my shows. I do too. I like my shows. Uh, like, that's again, I sounded like I was 100. I yeah. like my shows. My, my programs. programs. <laughs> you have to say it program. My, my programs. programs. My programs <laughs> on at 3 p.m. And then I have to have dinner by 4. four. <laughs> Early bird special. And then I need to walk the mall. It's a good exercise, okay? <gasps> Which leads us to our next yeah, one. Yeah, let's do Look it. Look at that. Exercise. <laughs> Not in that way, folks. No. <laughs> so regular exercise may help ease your depression and anxiety. It releases the feel-good endorphins. Yeah. It actually, this was like sh- so surprising. And you know me and my my love cannabis. for cannabis. But it produces a natural cannabis-like brain chemical. I'm going to butcher this, I'm sure. Um, endogenous cannabinoids. <laughs> and other natural brain chemicals that can enhance your sense of well-being. I mean... the Let's be real. We all feel better after we work out. I know. I, I we hate all do. do getting to that point. I'm like, yes. oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But I have found that when I don't want to do it at all, uh, walking is really the best thing because mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like put on your shoes and go. Yeah. You don't even have to really think about what you're going to do. So this next one is a favorite of both of ours because we sure love being creative. But creativity is actually proven to help you relax. You've probably heard of flow. So you've heard like a lot of creative people being like, I got into the flow. I was in the flow. I was in the zone. I was, you know. Yeah. Um, And that's the state that you get in when you're completely absorbed in something. That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So if you've ever worked on a project and completely lost all sense of time, Mm -hmm. that's flow. You've been in it. (laughs) Uh, It reduces anxiety. It boosts your mood. It even slows your heart rate. So it's not just being in flow that helps your happiness. It's repetitive creative motions like painting, pottery, drawing, writing. They all help activate flow. And those are all tasks that can create that that result of calmness. And when you succeed at doing these things, when you create something and you make something beautiful, the result, no matter what it is, you get that dopamine mm-hmm. hit. And that is a feel-good chemical that actually helps motivate you. Dopamine is definitely a motivator for me. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Whether or not you're aware that you have this increased happiness, you get that hit of dopamine after you've been in your flow and that's going to drive you and influence you to do more things similar to what you were doing, just more creative behavior. So talking to someone is a wonderful strategy to have in your toolbox suitcase. I don't know what I'm calling it these days. U-Haul. (laughs) U-Haul. In your U-Haul, okay? Now, here's the thing, is that therapists are hard to come by these days. Uh, If you have one and you have a good one, rock on. But that's one hour a week. You can't like call that person up all the time. So you have to have someone. And I'm the first person who wants to, what does my therapist call me? An escapist? Because I don't trust people very much and I don't want to get hurt. So I don't like want to talk to people. And I just feel like everything would just be better if I could just do it all myself. But um, guess what, guys? That doesn't work. We're going to do an episode later on about how to form these friendships and find people that you can talk to honestly. And, you know, there's a couple things that you want to make sure. You want to make sure 
that, first of all, that you trust them. And, you know, that looks like a lot of different things, but is this someone who is willing to hold your story? And you also need to give the respect enough to say, do you have space for this? So probably when Sarah's mom died, it would not be a good time for me to be like, Sarah, Mike and I had a fight last night. <laughs> he wanted to watch this on Netflix. And I, I mean, like, no, 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 folks. Let's let's read the room. OK, uh, so you want to make sure that person can hold space for you and have the ability to hear what it is you need to talk through. And so talking to a friend is another thing that a lot of our listeners who we interviewed said that they do to help with their mental health. So yes, this is risky and this does come with like caveats. Like you really need to make sure that you are talking to them just not to like complain, which is fine too. Cause sometimes I'll be like, Sarah, I'm just venting. Mm Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, if she's in a really bad place, she'll be like, I can't hear it. (laughs) But 90% of the time, she's like, all right, go. And she knows not to give me advice. And she knows not to like repeat it ever again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Just let it go out the window. Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, that's cool too. Just really be honest about what it is you need from your friend and make sure that it is someone that you also have space to hold for them as well. Definitely. Trust, trust, trust. Please make sure it's someone you can trust. I can't wait to do an episode on that because it is hard to find. I mean, it took us 40 some years to find. It's really, really hard. And I'm sure you think Sarah and I have this like idyllic, magical And that we never fight. And that's not true. We hit walls and hard spots and things like that, just like the rest of you do. I guess it's kind of like a relationship that you have with your partner. Like you have to decide, is this someone I'm going to be hurt for like is, is it is it worth it like am I yeah. you're, you have to choose guys you have to choose your people right you can't live alone because then you'll like that's just not good I'm sure there's <laughs> science to back that up I don't have it in front of me but I think that you know maybe I'm sure science says didn't Brene Brown write Braving the Wilderness like something she about did. how you need to have community there it is read that book she does lots of research, so we're going to, going to trust She's her. She's so qualified. We love her so much. I love you, Brenna. We love you. Because we know you're listening right now, right? Yeah, <laughs> we know for sure. You're going to call us up and be like, ladies, I'm going to come on and set everybody straight. <laughs> yeah, just keep in mind, you know, the friendships aren't going to be perfect, like we said, um, and that's okay. And I think that that's probably my favorite thing about our friendship is that... I hate fighting. I hate confrontation. So does Amy. We both do. But when one of us is hurt, we are honest with the other. Yeah. And the other receives it. Yeah. And we make steps going forward. Yeah. To not repeat that. Not repeat that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's just, it's like, I feel like I'm learning all over again. Like how to be a person (laughs) How to be a person. She's a human, folks. Well, you know, these aren't things that we're taught. No, we are you not know? taught. We're not Mm-mm. taught that. No, we're um, taught to like go have surfacey conversation yes, at fucking brunch. Exactly. Or happy hour right. And get wasted and then like, I don't know. Talk ignore, shit on other people. And talk shit on other people and, yeah, and ignore your actual and, real issues. Right, right. Um, there's a time and a place and it's like not a whole lot of my space in my life today. Right. Do I give to that? 
We ready to talk about this next one? I love that it landed on you. I know. I was like, you fucker. <laughs> I snuck this one in there only because, can you see I'm on a doc, document, documentary, documentary, docu-series role here with Netflix? Uh, this is from another movie. It uh, kind of made me think about it. You so, want me to do it? No, it's okay. I'll do it. <laughs> Be brave, Sarah. Be brave. I got this. Because remember, we're standing in our sexual power. We know what we're talking about. We do not. All right. So the next one is sex slash orgasm. So Amy watched this series on Netflix called The Principles of Pleasure and got a lot of information from that, but also from Isaiah McKimmy, who's a sexologist. And she says, sex elevates our mood through the release of hormones and endorphins it causes in our brain. It increases oxytocin, which is a love and bonding hormone serotonin which is a happiness hormone and dopamine levels these help us experience feelings of love connection and happiness and so there's actually a new york post article about how someone's doctor the title of it is my doctor prescribed me orgasms to treat my depression i mean how do i get in that doctor's practice (laughs) so again if you read the full article the doctor says as a tool for your u-haul Add it in there. Like there's still medication. There's still this. There's still that. All of it together. But the the documentary is really interesting because it talks about how the ratio of orgasm during sex or not during, just during the whole act Mm -hmm. is so much higher for men than women and Mm -hmm. how it's just not something that happens, but how women are really missing out on the medical benefits benefits of it. Damn. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Watch the, watch the movie. (laughs) And then prescribe yourself some orgasms, I suppose. All right. We are moving into our listener suggestions and recommendations. This is interesting because I just wrote an article about triggers. So um, I feel like I know all about them just from the research (laughs) that I've done. But someone said to us to recognize triggers and have a plan in place when that happens. And that is so important. So if your trigger is that when you hear yelling in a house, in a restaurant, in a this, like, are you going to go to that space of having a, a panic attack or not being able to breathe or like sweating or whatever? And then what are you going to do when that happens? And so like having a plan in place that you need to breathe and you need to ground yourself, all of the things that you could do is really important because those triggers can happen anywhere. And that is something that I'm just, I've just learned in the past couple of years is how to recognize my triggers. Mm -hmm. And that's basically like, I'm feeling this way. Why am I feeling this way? Let's rewind back a couple minutes. What's going on in my life right now? Right. And then being able to recognize that. And then what is going to help me in this moment to feel better? And then what is going to help me in the future to feel better? So we're also in the process of making some workbooks and stuff for you guys to be able to do things like that. Yeah. Another recommendation was to download the apps Headspace. And then there's another one called I Am Affirmations, which I guess gives you push notifications of yeah. affirmations, which I, I think is I, really I'm cool. I'm going to download that one. I've, yeah. You know, Sarah and I have dissed affirmations. I know. <laughs> I know. Because we like balance. We're like, is it toxic but positivity? You know what? No, we're it's gonna, not. We're moving back. The pendulum is swinging back to the middle. Yes. And this should tell you you don't ever have to you can change your mind folks Mm -hmm. uh sometimes when you get too much of something sometimes when you have a bad experience with something and it really fucks you up you need to go away from it totally right which is what happened with both of us with toxic positivity so i think we can kind of go back to the middle i think so i think we're ready Mm -hmm. Um, and then one that i have used and still use uh, calm 
the Calm app. It has some really great meditation practices too, just to guide you with your breathing and your thoughts. Um, to just jump to meditation back there for just one second, um, I just wanted to mention, and I'd forgotten to earlier, that if you are afraid of doing meditation, always start with guided meditation. It is so helpful. You don't have to think about yeah. anything. Someone tells you what to think about. And so it's it's a lot easier to do that. Also, you sh- they can listen to your guided meditation. I do. I have some of those. On our Patreon. <laughs> okay. Journaling. You'll hear it time, time and again. Write it down, write it down, write it down. And no matter what program I'm in uh, or book we read, uh, they talk about doing the dump in the morning when you wake up. So getting it all out. And this isn't like journaling to write a book. This is like they say to throw it away. I don't like to throw anything I write away, but it gives you the freedom then to say whatever, like so that you're really getting out your true deepest like emotions and feelings and stresses and worries and all of those things. And if you can dump it onto the page, then you don't have to hold it anymore. So that's one way to journal. I mean, you could journal at any point during the day. You could journal at night. Some people have a gratitude journal. There's lots of ways to use it. One thing that I've heard multiple times, and I bet you have too, is that doing it pen and paper mm-hmm. is, yep. is, is necessary. There's something about your hand, just like probably it's similar to the embroidery and things. So there's something about your hand uh, making the pen go on the paper. That is very meditative. I also think that we should add that if you don't have that friend that you can talk to and trust and vent to and talk about your feelings, journaling is an excellent way to do that instead. Yes. So it's, you know, it takes out the camaraderie. It takes out the connection. So I understand that it is better to have a person. But until you can find that person, this is definitely a great alternative. It is. And if you've done the artist's way, the only reason I mentioned it is because it gives you the guide of three pages, just write for three pages. And I think that sounds like a lot. It's that whole thing of like, if you don't know what to write, you write, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. And then you will. It just comes out of nowhere. It's kind of cool. Someone also suggested showers and baths with Epsom salts. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Recommendation. This is something I definitely use. Um, Showers are a huge go-to for me when I'm feeling completely in a state of overwhelm when I feel like I'm going to shut down I go to a shower and it helps calm me I think there's just healing properties in water the sound of the water visualizing our brains are very powerful things so using visualization is always a great way to get yourself out of a bad situation Mm -hmm. in terms of anxiety Mm -hmm. and depression and I visualize that the water is washing all of that all of the yuck off of me, all of the yes. anxiety, all of the depression, all of the gross feelings. All of the other people's feelings that exactly. I've caught. Yes. And I just imagine it just washing going it. Down the scrubbing. Drain. Like as I'm scrubbing, it's going all down the drain and, and, and away from me. Yeah. So it's, it's a powerful tool. And the baths with the Epsom salts, that is super healing. Um, the reason why I do showers more is just time. But when I can take a bath, it really does uh, do its... Like it's definitely a big part of helping me feel better. So grounding exercises, um, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Sarah actually taught me this. And then I read about it when I was um, doing some research on something else. So, and I've actually had to do it a lot. And I that, that grounding exercises is something that I have taught myself to do when a trigger happens and I'm about to like 
completely shut down. So one example is that you do five, four, three, two, one. So five things that you can see, four things that you can feel, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. If I'm alone, I'll say it out loud. And it really does help bring me back to the present moment. The other thing I do is I put my feet on the ground and I feel the ground underneath me. It's always better to take your shoes off. Sometimes you can't do that. So I just put my feet down and I just feel the earth below me, like holding me. So that can sometimes help as well. I love grounding exercises. (laughs) Yeah. Again, I did not know what they were or had not ever heard of them until talking with you about them they're excellent for anxiety attacks Mm -hmm. and when you're feel if you feel an anxiety attack coming on yeah um jumping into a grounding exercise can help completely disseminate it and and make it go away which is an incredible powerful tool to have um someone else suggested shutting down electronics and this is so hard but it is very helpful (laughs) getting away from everyone else's thoughts everyone else's problems Everyone else's joys even can sometimes be triggering because you're thinking, why are they so happy? How am I not that happy? And we do the comparison game and that is not good for anybody. But also kind of uh, being in that space of after you've been on an electronic for hours, then the guilt that goes along with it. So shutting it down. I mean, I I don't feel better when I've done it. I don't. Sometimes if I give myself like a 10 minute time limit and I go into TikTok, like it's kind of fun, Mm -hmm. but I've had to really shut my notifications off. I've had to unfollow. When you were talking about the dopamine hit, this is not good dopamine. Right. This is like a bad hit that you like need another one of and then another one and then another one. Yeah. So, um, it's hard for everyone, but shutting down those is important. Mm-hmm. And then you can shut them down so you can take a nap. <laughs> That's our next one. <laughs> Naps are the best thing on the planet. Yeah, they are. I love them so much. And I feel that I would be a better human if I lived in a culture where there was that nap at three o'clock or two o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then we went a little bit later into the night because that is around the time I'm just like, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> that was where we were when we started to yeah. get ready to record. She's young. like, I can't I, yeah, stay I, awake. I, I was like, let me go take a nap in your bed, please. <laughs> so take a nap if you can't. I know that's a luxury. We all have a million things to do, people that need us, all of that. But if you can, mm-hmm. sneak it in. Randy used to make fun of me because when we first started dating, I was still in college. <laughs> and so I was clearly not in the space that I am now where I deal with my feelings. So basically, I would just shut her down. And he would be like, you don't take naps. You go back to bed. Like, Because <laughs> he would call me. I would be like done with classes at 12. And he'd call me at like 5. And I'd be like, oh. And he's like, are you still asleep? And I was like, oh, no, I'm totally awake. What's up? <laughs> That's a Mike Hilliard right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was bad. he can nap. Uh, the last <laughs> suggestion we have from our listeners is to be with the furry friends. Get yourself a pet. Um, just be around animals. Even if so, if you can't take care of a pet, putting yourself in a position to be around them. Um, I've actually just really started doing some research into equine therapy. So being with horses. Oh. Because my daughter is very much into them. And so there's incredible healing properties hmm. that come from a horse. And I would love to talk to somebody about that. If any of you out there have any experience with it, 
give us a shout, email us because it is something that I would love to, to yeah. interview you about. If you're a long time listener, you know that I don't like animals. I She's have, so full of it though. Listen, you do. I'm going to, I'm going to give you, cause I'm going to say more. I'm going <laughs> to expound on that. I have, I have grown to enjoy some of them and I have to say like, you know, we all think that I need a pet. I do probably, but I enjoy Crosley, which is, he's a pain in the butt. That's my dog. But he's like not my pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. So it's like coming over and holding a baby and then going home. Right. You get to give it back. So I just come over and he's just like, I love you so much. (laughs) And he just loves the shit out of me. And then I'm like, okay, peace out. I don't have to do anything for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, you could borrow a friend's pet. If, you know, if you're like me, but I do think that in the future I see a service dog for myself, I think it would, um, for sure be helpful. So the other thing in here that I put at the end, just because it was number one from everyone, I believe almost every single person said it, and it was therapy, counseling, therapy with a a psychologist, psychiatrist, uh, a therapist, a social worker, whoever you have. It is so important. These are the experts, folks. It's so important. And I need you to understand you are not going to get your shit fixed in a couple sessions. No. So that I think is what deters people is you're like, all I did was sit there and talk. Well, yeah, because you have to build up to like the (laughs) other parts where you like do the things and things come uncovered and trust the process. Yes. That's such an annoying thing when people say that. But it's true. Yeah. Trust the process because therapy is really one of the best things in your (laughs) U-Haul. I don't know why it cracks me up every time. Because I've envisioned myself. I I see the U-Haul behind Uh me. Like I have a visualization of it. It's a big one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a big one. It's a big one. Thank you so much to the listeners who called in and gave their suggestions on their tips and tools for mental health. And we're going to hear from them now. Hey, what's up? I'm Amber. I'm 28 years old. Mental health is such an important factor in my life. When I was 25, I lost my husband. And one of the promises that I made myself was to never choose the dark path due to the cards that I've been dealt. So a couple of things that I use to keep my mental health in check is I have three people in my life that I talk to very regularly and I will reach out to them if I start to feel down or it's just a bad day, week, whatever the case may be. I will actually reach out to just spark up conversation and sometimes they'll ask what's wrong, sometimes they won't, but at least it will get my mind off what's going on. Um, And then the next thing is super important. I will push myself to go outside. I'm a stay-at-home mom, so it's easy to want to just stay in bed all day or close the blinds, watch some movies, but that just makes the moments in poor mental health like last longer for me. So I will go outside, whether it be for 10 minutes, 30 minutes, me and my daughter will go for a bike ride, go to the park, just play in the yard, whatever the case may be. And then lastly is music. I, I've i always loved music. I've connected with music. I've connected with um, lyrics. So 
playing music on high volumes and just singing my heart out is something that has truly, truly helped like heal my soul. This is Becky Woley. Um, some of the things that I do to help manage my mental health and or sanity. Um, I do see a therapist regularly. I am on an antidepressant. I'm on 20 milligrams of Prozac daily. Some of the things that, like when I feel myself going into a spiral, I have learned to reach out to a friend um, or I'll go for a walk on my lunch break. Sometimes I do journaling or like adult coloring books. I always make sure that I eat a snack and if I can take a nap before I react to something, I try to because often it's low blood sugar or tiredness, you know, but I definitely like leaning on my network of people has become more important to me the further into this journey that I get. You know, I, my therapist can't always see me daily, you know, but generally, um, you know, there's, there's my outside network of people that I reach out to. I have found several ways to take care of my mental health. I found that I enjoy exercising. Spin class will help me to relieve any kind of stress that I have from the day or walking on the local bike trail and enjoying nature. I also really enjoy travel. There is nothing as calming to my soul as putting my feet in the sand and looking out at the horizon and seeing the ocean. Hi, Sarah and Amy, it's Janet. First, I always try to listen to my body and if I'm feeling overwhelmed, then I try to seek help. So that could be either resting, being alone, or if I can muster up, then I would try to do some physical activity like take a walk or do yoga. Also, a good hot shower, um, snuggling my pet, definitely leaning on close friends and family. Um, talk therapy is always important and then, you know, medication if needed. So never be afraid to reach out for support. Definitely listen to your body and take care of your mental health. So hopefully we have helped you to go from having like a travel carry on to a, <laughs> maybe a backpack or a suitcase or a U-Haul <laughs> of tips and tricks to help your mental health, folks. It is not one size fits all. We say that all the time. And I'm so sorry, but there is no magic pill. No. <laughs> but it's okay because you have all of these options and then some. And if you if we didn't mention something and you are using it and it's working for you, you can still call in, write in, and tell us about it. We will share with the rest of Yins, as we say here in Pittsburgh. She just rolled her eyes at me. <laughs> I'm not even a Pittsburgh native. I don't even know. I don't know why she Yins, did that. Yins, guys. But that's okay. Because I do like the, yeah. Yeah, I do like Yins. <laughs> we just want to remind you to head over to patreon.com slash unqualified therapists inc and join us for all of the good stuff that happens over there but one of the most fun things that's coming up is going to be the first weekend in may is our very first book club for unqualified therapists so patreon has a lot of extras there for you but um, it is really the way that you get to be a part of our community um, on another level and help us to support what we are doing here. We have some really exciting things coming up starting in May 
that we can't wait to share with you. Patreon keeps the mics on, baby. Oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> I love that. It just I love to me. Oh wow, that's brilliant. <laughs> I'm gonna get a T-shirt. Do I? There, there should be a, like a game for how, <laughs> how many, many times, times I say, say I'm gonna get that on a T-shirt. I never do that, no. folks, ever, <laughs> because I forget. <laughs> It's all good. We're going to have a closet full of t-shirts. Uh, or not. Just ideas. Or just ideas. Just or ideas out there into the, you know, void. Yeah. We have a new website as well. And you can go to www.unqualifiedtherapist.com and you will see it. It is brand spanking new. And it's very easy to navigate. One of the things you can do on there that we would appreciate so much is leave us a review. And it'll take you, you can have your option to leave your review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or directly on our website. Or if you're a fucking rock star, <sighs> yes, all, all of them. three, <laughs> do it. That would help out so much. There's so many ways to support us and that is one of them. So thank you very much. We hope that you have a wonderful week and that you stay wild. And weird warriors. We love you. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. Editing and production by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Follow us on Instagram at unqualifiedtherapists, where you will find our link tree to all things here at the UT. If you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. Until next week, Warrior, hold on. We're gonna make it. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, make it where we go.